You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We are two writers who got started covering the Chargers over five seasons ago doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I wrote for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. So excited for this weekend's matchup, especially against the Cowboys, because everyone has Cowboy fan friends. Things are going to be decided this weekend, but welcome into the show. Make sure you follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there for free every day. But on today's show, we're going to start with the injury report because not only do the Cowboys have some big injuries, including Demarcus Lawrence moved to the injured reserve list, the Chargers have some guys we wish were out at practice for sure. Guys like Nazir Adderley, Brian Bulaga, impact players for the Chargers, and we don't know whether they're going to play at this point or not. So we'll get into that to start the show. And then in segment two, we'll be looking at our offensive keys for success against the Cowboys. And we have some high expectations for the Chargers offense in week two. That'll be tough to live up to. And to end the show, we'll get into our defensive keys for success and also sneak in our game and bold predictions for this week as well. So before we get into that, I do have to tell you guys about the show you should be watching on Sunday mornings. If you guys are looking for a pregame show that has no sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, and just football, you're looking for the Locked On NFL Sunday show every Sunday morning with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. So make sure you guys check that out at 11 a.m. Eastern time to get your pregame fix. All right, David, we'll start with the Chargers side of things here because we see some big names on there. I mean, Derwin James, obviously full participant at practice on Thursday. That was just the rest day like you talked about on Twitter. Fully back, nothing to worry about there. But Nazir Adderley hasn't practiced at all this week. Chris Harris Jr. hasn't practiced at all this week. Justin Jones hasn't practiced at all this week. This is tough because I think we assume at this point that Brian Bulaga is probably not going to play Hasn't practiced. We haven't heard anything about him being potentially ready. But it's hard because Austin Eckler last week, David, didn't practice at all and then showed up to the game and looked good, you know. So with Nazir Adderley specifically, though, if he is to miss, that means more Lohi Gilman on the field. Even though Adderley did finish the game last week, if he isn't able to go, more Lohi Gilman, potentially even some Mark Webb out on the field. Yeah, that's exactly what I would expect. And I mean, I know people out there are probably thinking, oh, no, yeah, we have to see Elohi Gilman and Mark Webb. But I don't know if there's going to be that much of a drop off. I, I know the coaching staff trusts Elohi Gilman. They say he's calm out there. They say that he, he's able and he understands the defense and go out there and handle his assignments. And hey, anytime you're out there with a guy like Derwin James, he's going to help make your game better. He's kind of like that security blanket um, on the defensive side, if you will. So yeah, it's a little concerning for Nas just because he's had some injury history and injury issues throughout his career, but there's no reason to chance it. If he's not healthy, you got to make sure to get him right and uh, let him g- get back when he is. Yeah, and Justin Jones, let's get to him because the weird thing about this one is, as Brandon Staley said after the game, he was held out in the second half because of cramps, but from everything you heard about that game, he was having a great game until he had to leave it, so... That could be a loss this week against a team that should try to run the football against the Chargers with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. And I know that David thinks that if Justin Jones isn't going to play, and I also believe Forrest Merrill 
maybe with or without Justin Jones could get brought up for this game from the practice squad. Yeah, I think there's a really good chance that we're going to see Forrest Merrill in this game because of that injury and also because of the fact that even regardless on how you feel about Zeke, and I'm sure if you listened to the crossover yesterday, you kind of know how I feel about him, but he's still a good runner and he's, he's still a good quality. And Pollard is a guy who I think I'm a lot more worried about. He just has a little more shiftiness, a little more explosiveness. So you need a guy who's going to be able to clog up the middle of that offensive line and try to penetrate and try to clog up those rushing lanes. So they can't get anywhere. So I think this is a great game to see Forrest Merrill and kind of Linval Joseph and rotate those guys, see what those guys can do. Yeah. And Christian Covington had a good game last week. I thought Linval Joseph looked good. Last week as well, so it's not all doom and gloom there, but definitely something to keep an eye on. And Chris Harris Jr., that one worries me a little bit because we don't really know anything about that at all. We just know he hasn't practiced all week, finished the game last week on the field from what I can remember. So that one is a little iffy on whether he's going to play, but if he can't, I like Asante Samuel Jr. out on the field. I mean, I'm fully good with him starting, but if it's Asante Samuel Jr. and Tavon Campbell and Michael Davis... It's a little sketchy, right? That's a lot of young guys out on the field. I mean, Michael Davis would be the seasoned veteran, and he's coming off of a, I'd say, up and down game in week one. So that's a something to watch, I think, going into the weekend against a very talented wide receiving core, even without Michael Gallup, who's not going to play in this game because he's now on injured reserve. And the Cowboys put Demarcus Lawrence, their best pass rusher, on injured reserve. They also have Randy Gregory, who's on the COVID-19 list. He is vaccinated, so he does just have to have two negative tests in a row, but it seems like the way people are talking about it that he's not going to play, and that would be huge, David, because we saw what the Chargers offensive line did last week against a good defensive front in Washington, and now the Cowboys could be without their two best pass rushers going into this game, and that's obviously great news for Justin Herbert and the offense. Yeah, it's got to be catastrophic for Cowboys fans out there to not only know that you're going to be without Randy Gregory, but also be without your best defensive player in Demarcus Lawrence. That is a crushing blow. It, it's got to it's got to be terrible. Just because you look past those two guys and you don't really see a lot of places where you can manufacture some pass rush. I think you and I were talking before the show. I think Micah Parsons can probably bring a little bit of that pass rush, but there's no replacing a guy the caliber of a Demarcus Lawrence. And Randy Gregory is easily their second best pass rusher too. I mean, there's a big drop off. Those are big injuries to keep an eye on. They also might be missing one of their starting safeties. Donovan Wilson hasn't participated in practice all week, and we know the Cowboys secondary is much maligned. If you're missing a starter on top of that, it's obviously not good news for a secondary that got torched last week by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we do have two more segments to get into because coming up next, we're going to get into our offensive keys for success and our expectations for Justin Herbert and the offense going up against this defense we were just talking about, and we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar in the world, and you know I'm talking about Built Bars. One of the things I love about Built Bars is it feels like you're having a treat that you're not supposed to have. Like I feel like I shouldn't be having it because it doesn't fit in my diet, but it tastes great and it fits on my diet, and that's just such a tandem that's really, really hard to find with protein bars especially. And the thing I also love is the variety that you get with Built Bar because you're not just going to be stuck with three or four of the same flavors. You can go cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, so many flavors to choose from. And you can even buy a mixed box where you can try all of the Built Bar flavors and find out which one's your favorite. It has to taste good for me to eat it, but it is also going to be something 
That will fit into your diet as well because it has 17 to 18 grams of protein and calories ranging from 130 to 180 and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. And it's also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Right now, you guys can go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, David, well, now it's time to get into our keys for success. This is something that we do every week looking forward to the weekend's matchup. And this time we're talking about Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense going up against the Dallas Cowboys defense who gave up 31 points last week while taking the ball away four times from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. I mean, that's surprising to get four takeaways, but to also give up that many points still and lose that game, you know, when you're winning the turnover margin by that much. So the Chargers... Number one, have to take care of the football. They can't give them all those extra chances. But since we had the crossover yesterday with Marcus Mosher, I want to use something that he said as my first key to success. And that is, David, find cornerback Anthony Brown. Because that dude got absolutely torched last week on Thursday Night Football to open up the season. This is from Marcus Mosher, Locked On Cowboys host. Cornerback Anthony Brown was targeted 10 times versus Tampa Bay. He allowed it nine receptions for 134 yards and a touchdown. He also Ooh. missed three tackles according to PFF. So when I get out there, if I'm Justin Herbert and I'm Joe Lombardi, I'm looking to see where Anthony Brown is. Oh, yeah. Anthony Brown definitely has the bullseye, and it is in bright, bright red right all over his jersey. They're going to look for him like he's a – like Justin Herbert's going to look for him like he has tracking location in his eyeballs. And as soon as he finds him, they're going to throw the ball to the receiver – and they're more than likely going to complete it. He struggled mightily last week against Tom Brady, and going up against Justin Herbert, who has an incredibly strong arm and is very accurate, who can throw his receivers open, he's going. To, he's in for a very, very long day. My key for success on the offensive side is to get Austin Eckler involved in the passing game. We didn't see him get a target at all last week. I do not suspect that that is going to be the norm going forward. They know how effective he is and how much it means to get him involved in the passing game because that opens things up for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to attack the deep part of the field because he's a constant threat to take a check down or an angle route and take it for 15 to 20 or 20, 30 yards. Austin Eckler has that type of ability. So get Austin Eckler involved early and test those linebackers. Make them cover Austin Eckler. I could definitely see the Chargers finding a mismatch with that. And I think especially when you see Leighton Van Der Esch on the field, that usually means that they're trying to stop the run on those plays because their linebacking core is super weird because Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, both got big contracts. Both were two of the up-and-coming young linebackers in the league and now neither one of them were really playing very much last week and now it's Micah Parsons turn to kind of run that in the middle of the field so that is going to be something that's interesting but I did remember last week against Tampa there was a moment where they had those two linebackers on the field and immediately Tom Brady checked it down to Leonard Fournette for like an easy first down of like 14-15 yards so like that is something that I think could be exploited in a game like this specifically going up against an offense that I still believe will score some points against the Chargers defense. This might be the biggest key of all, and it's something that we talked about last week, finishing drives in the red zone, David. That's going to be Absolutely. huge this week because you can have a great game in the first half, right? Have three or four really, really good drives. If you only come away with nine points out of that and they end up having, you know, two good drives and get a pass interference and now they're up 10 to nine on a halftime, we've seen that exact game play out for the Chargers. 
They were two of six scoring touchdowns last week in the red zone. They were two turnovers for the Chargers in the red zone last week. It can't happen against a team that can put up points like the Cowboys. They got away with it against the Washington football team. I don't think they can afford to not end up cashing in these red zone trips this week, David, when they get there. Absolutely not. The Cowboys team can score quick, fast, and in a hurry, and they can do it from anywhere on the football field. So you definitely have to make sure that when you get your opportunities to get to the gold zone, that you cash in, and you cash in with touchdowns. You cannot trade touchdowns for field goals and expect to win this football game. For me, a big key is to play clean football. Do not give this Cowboys offense more opportunities and shorter fields. Do not turn the ball over. Do not commit penalties. But keep it. the biggest thing is do not turn the ball over. You cannot lose the turnover battle. If you do not turn the ball over and you keep possession of the football, I like our chances on winning the game. Play clean football. The, the, the Cowboys got four extra opportunities, and that led to them almost beating the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, and I mean, I think that also takes into account penalties as well, right? You're going up against a team where if you start out at first and 10, you feel pretty good about your chances in three plays of getting a first down. Now you get a holding penalty. You get a couple of false starts. It feels a lot different when it's, you know, second and 20, right? So I think that also plays a part of playing that clean football. But I think the Chargers are just going to kind of have to let Herbert air it out in this game. And I think one of the big things that they're going to have to do is don't be afraid to take some chances. I mean, Tom Brady took some chances last week, definitely paid off for him with some really, really big plays. We didn't see those explosives, David, like you always talk about last week. We saw good chunks, 17, 19, 20 yard chunks, right? That's what we got a lot of last week. Right. I want to see him take some shots here because I do want them to keep up offensively. And one of the ways you don't get stuck in the red zone is by scoring 50 yard touchdowns. And I think they have an opportunity to do that against this defense. What are your other keys for success you want to get into before we flip it over to the defensive side of things? I think the last key for success for me on the offensive side is don't abandon the running game just because this uh, this defense that the Cowboys are sporting is obviously going to be uh, one that you want to attack through the air. But I think you want to continue to set up your shots with the running game and get give Larry Roundtree some more opportunities to kind of get ingrained in this offense. I really like the way he runs in between the tackles. So don't abandon the run game. I think it helps set up the play action and set up those deep shots that you were talking about. Yeah, and last week they didn't, to their credit, right? They weren't running super effectively, but it never seemed like they were just But they ran it 29 head. times. Exactly. Like, and it never seemed like they were just running it just to run it. They ran it. The play action worked off of it. That's something I could see a little bit more of this week, too, is just getting Justin Herbert on the move, getting him out and letting him throw on the run, which is something that he's obviously very good at and could cause some communication mix-ups in the secondary for the Cowboys, but I think another thing for me, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to get pressure with four in this game with what no. the Chargers have on the offensive line. So that means I do believe that Dan Quinn at some point is going to start blitzing. He's going to maybe get a little desperate. Take advantage of those opportunities. Make them pay for it. If they want to blitz you, if they want to send extra guys, throw the ball where the guy isn't and get big chunk plays that way and keep putting points on the board. I think the Chargers offense, there's no reason they should score under 30 points in this game. I mean, Well, and just, Justin Herbert was ridiculous against pressure last year, so I don't know if that's exactly the tactic, but they're going to have to try something. Do it at your own peril type of situation against Justin Herbert. It is, and I mean, just because you blitz doesn't mean you're getting pressure either, but like that's the only yeah. way I think that the Cowboys defense has a real shot, right? It's just if they make it so confusing, if they scheme it up so well, 
that they're beating the Chargers offensive line because of that. Because if it's just talent on talent, they're four versus the Chargers five. I don't I like their really chances good, there. Right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, And maybe this is the game where they can get the running game going a little bit. Tampa didn't run the ball well last week. Tampa never really ran the ball last year until the playoffs. So I'm not really taking too much into that. And I'm also not taking too much into the Dallas Cowboys not being able to run the football last week against that specific Tampa Bay defense who was just so nasty against Vita the Bay run. Vita is an absolute animal, and I would really pay a lot of money if I, if we were able to get him on the Chargers. Yeah, send whatever draft picks you want. Bring Vita Vea to the Chargers. But that leads perfectly because we do have to flip it over to the defensive side of things and give our bold in-game predictions for this game. So coming up next, we'll talk about the defense's biggest test of 2021 so far. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. It's football season now, guys, and it's the best time to bet on football. I mean, last week, those of you who are already on Bet Online know exactly what last week felt like for people betting on football. It was just heaven. The first weekend of football, and I mean, for me, I'm just that much more excited to go back in this weekend. So many different live betting options that you have with Bet Online, and so many good bets coming up this weekend for you guys to cash in on. So make sure you guys go to your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And even if you don't want to bet on sports, you can bet on your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Remember, that's promo code Locked On to double your initial deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, we talked about the injury report. We talked about what we expect from the Chargers offense. I mean, this should be a game where they all eat, right? I mean, that's something we're expecting from them. But yep, the Chargers defense, it's hard to feel as good about. I mean, I don't feel as good about the Chargers defense this week as I do about the Chargers offense because of the competition that's going to be lined up across the ball from them because the Cowboys have a good offense. C.D. Lamb is a good receiver. Amari Cooper is a really good receiver when he's on. Amari Cooper also disappears from time to time, but if there is one thing that we took away from the Chargers' first game against the Washington football team, David, it was that the running game for Washington was pretty effective, and it seemed like it was there for most of the game. I mean, they ended up running for 127 yards, averaged about four and a half yards a clip, which isn't crazy, but it was consistent for them. I mean, they were getting, you know, four, five, six yards whenever they wanted, and now They have a more talented running back duo coming into town, and they have a team with a better offensive line that might be able to push the Chargers defensive line around a little bit. So that's going to be, for me, one of my keys for success is I don't expect the Chargers to shut down the Cowboys running game. I mean, I would be surprised if they totally shut it down. Maybe if they get up big and right and Dallas has to start throwing the ball a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if they run the ball well. I just think they have to make enough plays because last week, even though it was bad, Christian Covington made a couple of plays, right? I mean, Linval Joseph made a couple of plays. It might have looked bad, Daniel, but if you take away that 127-yard run, they only average about 3.3 yards per carry. So they just have to limit the explosive runs. They can't have a run like that or a couple of 15-yard runs if they want to stay competitive in this one. Yeah, but I think for the Chargers, like, it's not a good matchup for the interior of the defensive line, especially – if you're not going to have Justin Jones this week. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. I mean, this thing, I think this will be a great check to see, all right, was that just a first week kind of fluke type of thing or are the Chargers going to get pushed around a little bit in the running game? So I do think that just by limiting it and making sure it's not just a ridiculous like 200-yard rushing game for the Cowboys, they'll be in good shape. 
Yeah, they definitely can't allow that to happen. I mean, I remember when Adrian Peterson ran for almost 300 on the Chargers, and that was a game that was ridiculous. And, and that game started did. off like kind of good, too, because that was the game Antonio Cromartie had the 109-yard inter- uh, field goal return for a touchdown. Yeah, he returned a missed field goal. It's a record, but it didn't end well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that 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 was crazy. Yeah. But on to my key for success here. Yes, the Cowboys offensive line, for most part, is fantastic. You don't really want to attack the left side. Tyron Smith is incredible. Uh, their interior guys are pretty good, but there is one glaring hole or glaring problem, and that is the right tackle. They are going to be starting a backup right tackle in this game by the name of Terrence Steele. And that, like we were talking about the big red target, well, Joey Bosa is painting a giant red target on Terrence Steele. And I'm sure he's licking his chops. He's salivating. He can't wait to get over there and rush and attack Terrence Steele on that right side. And I also want to get, I want them to get creative with it too. I, I loved seeing Derwin James and Uchenna and Wosu rush next to each other. I want to see some combination of that with Joey Bosa as well. I want them to attack them, and I want them to be exotic about it. Confuse him, make him really think about it, and if you do, I think that's going to result into some very good pressure and some sacks on deck. I mean, he's definitely the guy to target. I mean, really, whoever they end up starting, even if it isn't him, I mean, they just don't have another Lyle Collins on their roster, right? So I think that will be a spot that they definitely are highlighting when they're thinking about when they want to send this pressure, right? Or who they're going to be targeting even with a four-man rush. But I think that's kind of like what the running game has to do with it too because I do think if you're able to get a couple of tackles for loss, set up a second and 12, set the Cowboys up in third and 10 plus, third and eight plus, then you give yourself the opportunity to run some stunts, to get creative Uh with your pressure, and you'll have to have him hold on to the ball a little bit so you can have time for your guys to get home because that was an underrated thing of the Chargers offense last week. Yes, they converted all those third downs, but they had themselves in super manageable situations for pretty much that entire game, right? So yeah, I think for the Cowboys offense, the more uncomfortable situations you can put Dak in that offense in, the better, right? And I think especially with Dak coming off of that ankle injury, if he gets some pressure, right? I mean, he played obviously really well last week, but he didn't get hit a ton last no, week either. Didn't. Not as much as I thought he might. If you can get to Dak, rough him up a little bit without getting the dumb roughing the passer calls, if you're even allowed to hit the quarterback, I do think that could you know play a factor in this game. If you can get him a little bit uncomfortable, if you can get him moving around in the pocket and throwing from some different platforms that he wasn't necessarily doing in week one, I think you'll have some success against a really talented offense. But the stress is going to be on those corners, David, because you're going to have a combination of Maybe Chris Harris Jr., but if not, Asante Samuel Jr. going up against CeeDee Lamb. Michael Davis going up against Amari Cooper. Cedric Wilson's going to be the third guy now. That's kind of whatever. But those are two really, really good receivers going up against, you know, young players for the Chargers. So I think how those matchups play out, Asante Samuel Jr. and however he plays this weekend, and also if Michael Davis can bounce back from a tough week one, I think that's going to have a huge factor. Also, I think it's going to be important to – really position Derwin James appropriately in this game because you know the Cowboys have some phenomenal wide receivers. So it might be more prudent to keep Derwin a little bit back and have him play a more true safety position in this game, at least a little bit more often than we saw him play. We still want him to move around and still want him to use his special gifts. However, you know, they should be used on the defensive side. But I think in this game, you might want a little bit more protection, a little bit more coverage skills. And we know Derwin James can do everything. So 
that is definitely something I would expect them to do in this game. But for me, uh, one of the things that kind of stuck out to me when I was doing the crossover with Marcus Mosher is he said the Cowboys have not won a game that they did not score 30 points in since (laughs) 2018. So that's going to be one of my keys for success is to keep the Cowboys under 30 points. It, that seems like a pretty good recipe. If you're able to keep I mean, them I just said I thought that the points, Chargers were going to score at least 30 points. I mean, I think we're in line and that thing for sure. Yeah, I like the way that's set up. But, yes, I think you want to try to keep these guys out of the end zone as much as possible. If you keep the, the Cowboys under 30, I love the Chargers' chances of winning this game. Yeah, I think you brought up another thing I didn't really think about, too. But, yeah, if you can force a couple of field goals, right? I mean, if you do give up some yards and you can just force – one or two or three field goals and take those four points away from them as an option. That's obviously going to help your defense out a lot in this game on Sunday. But let's get into our predictions, David. Let's start with our bold predictions. Since we did it a little differently today, we're just going to do one bold prediction. You can go either side of the football. We also got John Kegley's predictions, too. We'll all drop in as well, and his are just ridiculous. But where are you going with your bold prediction this week, David? Yeah, I mean, the bold predictions that we do, we like to think that they could at least be attainable, at least Daniel and I do. Uh, But this one might sound a bit crazy, but I actually think it is attainable. Going up against this Cowboys defense, I think they're very vulnerable, and I think Justin Herbert is ready to eat. So I'm going to go 450 passing yards and four touchdowns in this game. I mean, I feel like for bold predictions, like you almost have to go for an offensive guy just because you expect if there is someone, you know, that's going to put up a ridiculous stat line in this game, it is offensive. And I'll just give John Kegley's right now because his are so ridiculous. He thought we were doing both of them. So I'll just tell you, I mean, when John was on, I used to always tell him no chance whenever he would say these things because he takes bold predictions and turns them into crazy predictions. And I don't think John Kegley's ever had a bold prediction come true. I'll say it right now. But He has Keenan Allen going 11 for 172 yards and a touchdown last time. He has Keenan Allen going for 13 receptions, 200 yards, and two touchdowns because the last time he played the Cowboys, he had 11 for 172 and a touchdown. And then he also has Joey Bosa having four sacks and seven tackles for us with a forced fumble. So never going to happen, John. But that (laughs) is doing bold the right way. I mean, it makes me almost want to go defense just because offense seems so predictable. But... I'll go with an unsung player. I think that Jalen Guyton is going to have a game in this one. I think the Chargers are going to take some shots here. He looked pretty good early on. It seemed like he kind of faded as the game went last week. But he started off, I mean, that nice little like back shoulder throw he adjusted to in midair. Them getting him the ball in space and just letting him use his speed to pick up an easy first down. Yeah, the quickness part of his the quickness part of his game, you don't really see the Chargers utilize that, and maybe they're going to start doing it more this year. Yeah, so I think that it's bold because it's Jalen Guyton, but I'm going to say Jalen Guyton in this game goes four catches for 125 yards and has a 40-plus yard touchdown in this I one. I love it. Yeah, and I that's one, I, even though it's bold, I definitely could see happening. I think a 125 would have to be, obviously, his career high. Hell, four catches might be a career high for Jalen Guyton now that I'm thinking about it, but... Now it's time for the game predictions, and usually when we do our predictions, we would have John Kegley give us a little bit of his all-time series notes, so in honor of him and his service to America, we're going to go through what his predictions were in a little tiny all-time series note. The Cowboys lead the all-time series 6-5, to five, but the Chargers have won four of the last five, including the last three, but John Kegley thinks the Chargers will struggle against the run, the run and fall in this game 33 
227. I actually didn't even see that score. It's very, very similar to mine. David, where are you going with this one? Yeah, I actually do not believe that the Chargers are going to struggle with a run in this game. I don't think that's going to be a determining factor. But for me, it just comes down to the simple fact that I trust the Chargers' defense with Brandon Staley and Derwin James and Joey Bosa to stop Dak and that Cowboys offense a lot more than that Cowboys defense without Demarcus Lawrence, one of their best players, and Randy Gregory stopping Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, who's on a roll with what very much looks like a much better offensive line in front of him. So for those reasons, I think the Chargers are going to win, and they're going to win pretty handily. I'm going 38-28, Chargers win. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's that's not crazy at all. I mean, especially because even if the Chargers get up, I mean, they get up to a certain extent, there'll probably be some garbage time scores from the Cowboys. That wouldn't really surprise me at all. I'd feel a lot better if I knew who was going to play, right? And that's always the game we're playing here, doing the Thursday show late, late at night not really knowing who's going to play on Sunday and just having the injury report to go on. Hey, if I knew Chris Harris Jr. and Nazir Adderley and Justin Jones were all going to be out there defensively, that would make me feel a lot better about their chances or at least make me a lot more sure that we're seeing you know what we saw last week for the most part. I think that the Cowboys are going to put up points in this game. I just don't think they're going to get to that golden 30-point mark against the Chargers. I'm going to say that the Chargers win in this game 34 227. All of your hosts going with a big Chargers victory at home in their first ever game at SoFi Stadium with fans in attendance. They bring it home for the Chargers fans that are going to be out there in Inglewood this week. So I, I feel good about it, but it, as Chargers fans, I'm sure that you guys all know, you always are waiting for something to kind of go wrong. This will be another. We're kind battered, of step. Daniel. We're battered. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, they've heard us. Many times before, and I mean, no matter who the coach is, it hasn't mattered for anyone else. I think Brandon Staley could be the guy to change that, but it, we're just going to have to take it one checkpoint at a time. Like last week, a big step in the right direction with the way they finished that game, with the offense on the field, right, with authority. This will be another step to getting the Chargers fan base to fully trust that this is a good team that when things get tight, they're going to come through and win in close games. I do think. It could be a close game. So I have it being a seven-point game. It could be even closer than that. The Chargers are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now. We'll see how it goes. But all of us over here are feeling very good about this game, and we don't want to let Cowboys fans have this one. I mean, keep them in misery. I don't need them to have a Especially not me. I live in Cowboy land, and I could not live through it. David has to be stuck living in Texas. We just can't have all those people, you know, being able to hold this one over his head. So that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for checking it out today. We appreciate it. And we'll be back with you guys on Monday with our recap of the game on Sunday against the Cowboys. So to make sure you don't miss it, make sure to follow us for free wherever you get your podcast from. Whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or even the TuneIn app. You can find us everywhere. And make sure to rate and review if you can on that platform. You can also find the show and some of my banger tweets on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on our Instagram page at LockedOnChargers and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. Make sure you guys send in your reactions. We love hearing your reactions to the game. If you guys want to get on the show next week, the voicemail line is 323-524-7924 and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But... We got to go. The Chargers got to go and take care of business against the Cowboys. But we'll be back with you guys on Monday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.